You are listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 82. Hello, housewives. This is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. I just slammed my sunglasses on the floor. Um, I want to welcome you to this podcast because this is one that I want to be really clear about how much time um, and effort you have to put in uh, to become a successful head honey housewife, successful recruiter, really just a successful business owner. For all of you ladies, whatever you're starting, a lot of you are afraid to get started because of the time that you're going to have to put in. You're afraid it's going to pull away from your family. And that's always been a big thing for me in my life. And I think it stops a lot of you women from jumping into your dreams, starting that business you want to start. Or, um, you know, for me, I teach sorcerers, recruiters, and, and recruiting business entrepreneurs. But for you could be starting anything. You could be starting a cleaning business you want to start, or a craft business, or a jewelry business, or an uh, organizing business, or an event business. And whatever's on your heart that you want to start, stop letting the time that you don't have time be a thing. This is not real. We all have the same 24 hours a day. And in essence, you can do anything. Instead of the 40 hours a week that you, everyone's so scared of full time, and then of course, the 20 hours a week is often more doable, but it's still scary because many of us women, you know, if you do a part-time job, it bleeds into full-time. It's very hard to draw that line of work home, right? And so, you know, just try to start thinking about it as if you have to think it on the hourly, which I don't even think obviously hourly anymore, but even if you're, you know, thinking about how much time to put in and save the space for it, think about the 40-hour work month, you know? That has really helped take the pressure off for me at different times, especially when I've done... Um, you know, different deals myself. As you know, I do retained recruiting where, you know, I have a retainer. They're not looking at hours at all. It's like, you know, it's all result driven. Um, But I still hire sales and recruiters and teams and advise on business development where that's very just sales driven and it is, again, result driven. But often if you're hiring people, people still think hourly. We're not in a world, it's like a divided world here, right? There's people that still think hourly and then people that don't. And I don't want you really thinking hourly anymore, no matter what your background. But if you have to think about it hourly, instead of the 40 hour a week, you know, focus on just working 40 hours a month, okay? Instead of doing, you know, four hours a day, and, and that's great if you can, but if that seems like too much for you ladies, and you can't do the 20 hours a week and four hours a day times four days, then do two hours a day for five days, right? I mean, so, and you can have a successful business in 40 hours a month, as long as that time is dedicated, focused time, right? And that's what I want to help teach you, because I think a lot of you are learning this with me, that are learning the recruiting business, and it's helping you in this aspect because time is everything. Your calendar is everything and how you focus your time is everything. And as long as you do that, you know, an hour or two hours a day, you know, start with where you're at. That's going to be all the difference for you because you'll build momentum, you'll keep the focus. And the good news is you won't burn out. The reason a lot of women fail, and this may be true for a lot of businesses, I don't know the stats, but I know just for me personally speaking in areas that I failed in my past it's not because I worked too little. It was because I worked too much. <laughs> and this is just true for me. It, I, I would burn out. So I would work so hard and give too much away for free, like too much. Um, before This is before I became a retained recruiter, right? This is when I was contingent and I was hustling, kind of working, and I wouldn't get paid to the end. And at the time, I thought, that made a lot of sense because, you know, I didn't want to get paid until I gave the results anyway. But 
without going too deep, you learn that later it has to be skin in the game on both sides. If not, you just get used and abused because what recruiting companies do, and I've unfortunately worked for some of these and they're still out there, they churn and burn your recruiters and sourcers. Like it's a, it's an industry, I feel like hidden secret. This happens in finance a lot too, obviously. Probably every industry, even software, they have these software sales guys that come in and they have no kind of life, right? It's like they are just um, working, working, working for almost free because they're waiting for that commission on the end. And a few of them do really well, but then the majority don't like anything. And so my point is you don't want to do that. You don't want to be a churn and burn person. That's why you don't work for free. First of all, you get retained, even if it's on a minimal amount of time for you, right? So you figure out that match. But if I can start kind of at least guiding you the way that you think about that, whether it's a 20 hour, um, work week, right? To where you really want, you can put in part-time 20 hours, forget the 40 ladies. I mean, if there can be any major shift right now, there's these crazy shifts going on in our country. Let's shift the way that we think about the work week. America's come to a point where you don't have to work 40 hours a week to make an amazing, beautiful life for yourself, right? I feel like I'm proof of that in my life. Um, the only time I worked 40 hours a week like that, I think was back when probably I was a sales girl and hustling or early in my recruiting career before I became retained, right? It was a lot of hustle. I worked way harder and way more hours for less money, right? Once I became, you know, hit the six figures and once I was only hiring that field, once I became retained, I work a lot less now for a lot more money. And that's what I want to bring to you all because recruiting is a business, obviously, that you can do that because I've done it and other very successful retained recruiters have done it. And I'll never forget the day realizing how, you know, it was like this question I had in my mind. I remember flying around with the CEO of a uh, executive search firm, right? And of course, he was the CEO. So he was the top probably 20 recruiters under him. And he was never and rarely in the office. He was traveling all the time, right? And I couldn't figure out how are these guys in the office, like in their, they weren't in cubicles, they at least had nice offices at this company, but they were all in their little office square boxes working all day like slaves. They would get in before the owner, they would be there at night, you know, and working, working, working and not making the money that the CEO was. And I was with him flying to a lot of the meetings. I was doing some business development for him at the time to bring on more recruiting clients. And he was out at all the lunches that went for two or three hours and he was on the golf course, right? And he was flying. And so, you know, he was in the airport. He didn't miss a football game ever, you know? And I just couldn't figure out, I being like a young, you know, at that point I wasn't, I was in biz dev, but still a recruiter, um, but not fully retained yet. And listen, looking and like, okay, how does he do that? There's God, I'm missing. I'm not connecting the dots here somehow, you know? How is he doing that? And then I realized, you know, it was just in the quality of those relationships, when he had time with the client, and it might only have been a real one or two hours a day, like when that real time came um, to have the client, to meet the client, to kind of build that trust, to speak about what he knew. Um, that's how he kind of closed his client. And then he passed everything else off, like everything else off, right? So all the sourcing, all the recruiting, all the hiring of the lower level jobs, right? He he figured it out that where was he best at? And I think if all of us women could figure out like, and he loved it, so it never felt like work, right? So if you can figure out what you love talking about, obviously I love talking about recruiting. That's been my thing for a long time and I love it. I also love about, uh, love talking about investing in real estate because I love houses. Um, so those are kind of, you know, two of my loves that I could talk about all day. Obviously I, you probably get sick of me talking about it, but the point is 
every one of us women have that in us too. So whether you want to build a recruiting business kind of along with me or learn sourcing or recruiting or hiring, that's great. But regardless, if you can learn the process map behind it. So it could be any business you're building. And if you could just limit your time each day, instead of working more hours, if you could work less hours. So for a long time, I would always say, you know, four hours felt great, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Some people did two hours in the evening. So it was like six hours, right? But, um, you know, through different times in my life, I've done different things. But what has worked best for me is giving no more than one to two. That's parrots outside my door. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Literally wild parrots flying overhead. <laughs> um, if you want to hear them more, I want to, yeah, how, how often do you hear parrots? Green, bright green, yellow parrots. I hope you can hear that flying over my head. Um, so anyway, if you can give less time, um, during that time, you're going to be so super focused to get done what you have to get done. And then that's it. And then when I say that's it, most of you women, and if you're like me, you work hard, there's always more to do. It's like a never ending to-do list, right? So you could literally take that one hour you promised and think, ah, I got time. I'll go two hours, go three hours. Don't stop, right? Figure out what you're going to do. Throw that's one hour, two hour. Um, you know, I'm not saying I always, sometimes you get inspired and you want to put the extra third hour. Fine. If you're inspired and it's exciting and there's nothing you're missing more important, great. But just at, at some point you have to a break point. For me, that's definitely at three hours. That's always been at three hours. That's why we have, I think, breakfast goes to lunch, you take a break and then you have your afternoon and you take a break and you have your evening. Because anything past that, I think you lose your effectiveness at thinking and focusing and really get the job at hand done, whatever that is in that hour. So if you can think of it that way, I think I haven't really talked a lot about that side of it, but it's a huge success factor for me in my life. And I would compartmentalize my days between different things, family and business or uh, real estate or my or creativity or whatever it may be, the taking care of the dog, the kids, the house, you, if you can compartmentalize that. But when it comes to your work, don't think 40-hour work week. Think 40-hour work month, right? Because that's only a couple hours a day during the business day. <laughs> But it has to be really focused action item during that time. So, you know, you're going to break it down to knowing the part of it where you have to think about what you got to do. You're going to break it down to when you know you have to kind of create the plan. And then it's time to get busy and do it. And you want to do all three of those things. I've kind of now come to the point where I do that like within one hour. Um, I used to be back to a whole day. But I really break down my time that way so that I never get too far off track. Of course, we all do. Um, and that's why you have to do this on the daily, you know, um, that's why you insist one hour a day. It's like any practice. If you're going to work out, it's a lot easier to work out each day than, you know, once a week or once a month because it doesn't happen. Right. So if you can just do a little bit daily, I've never been a good worker outer person. However, I do each day just do something little. It can be stupid little stretches in my kitchen. It can be a quick Pilates move on the floor. Um, I've never been one to go run on a treadmill for 20 minutes, I've tried, or a bike, like it just doesn't last for me. Um, but, you know, stretching on a yoga mat or doing a quick 20 minute here, 20 minute there, just to save that space in my day because nothing's more important than my health and my body and my mind and spirit. And then after comes the family and then after comes the business. So I just want you to be thinking that way too. If you're on this journey with me and building your business in 10 weeks, um, because it's going to help you 
frame out your day in a way you're not going to burn out. I think the less time is better because you won't burn out. And then you'll go the long haul. You know how many people quit after just a few weeks of doing something? And that's why, because you go too hard in. <laughs> like, take a breath. Keep the space. you like, I don't care how busy I get my days. I'm taking a walk on the beach. Like, nothing's that crazy, right? I mean, unless you're going through a season of, like, health things with family, I get, like, can spin out of control or marital problems or big problems in life, kid problems. That's different um, with health and love, I get. and But everything else, especially when it comes to the pursuit of money, which is not as important as love or health, um, that needs to be put away in its, in its little box. You don't put yourself in a box or a cube or an office or a cubicle or a square, but, you know, put the money making activity in a box and then go live your life. And again, for me, that's never had to be more, well, I say never, I've evolved to this, but you know, it shouldn't be more when you first start out of school to maybe it is that 40 hours a week you're putting in, right? Or I know these poor kids come out and they're working 50, 60, but, and then it might evolve to the 20 hours a week. And then if you can get it to be, you know, just a couple hours a day, right? So it's like the 40 hours a month. And then you keep backing it up to where it feels you only have time to do what you're really good at and then you're going to outsource stuff. Um, it's going to feel not like work. That's when you hit your sweet spot. That's where you're just doing what you're really good at, right? And what you doesn't feel like work. It's what you're offering to the world. You're doing a little bit of time. You're only taking on clients you want, right? Because you only have time for all the crap clients. <laughs> so you're saying a lot of, not, that's, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? It's not, not crap clients, but the clients that don't fit you, the ones that want you to work for free and don't pay a lot, right? So all of this stuff falls away automatically because you don't have time for it. And the beauty of it too, I think you realize when you, you know, put that in a box and you can see how effective you are in one or two hours and chasing your dream, um, you stop spending time on social media as much. You stop spending time on things or it's a waste of time. You're not going to do things around the house that you could outsource. You know, I haven't cleaned my house ever. I mean, I do the week, the, you know, daily stuff. I mean, always had a maid since I got my first high paying job when I was 22 years old. Right. And always have ever since. And I feel like I'm not going to waste my time doing things like that. You know, when my time is more effective, um, here, helping people, helping out in the world more, right? And so you just, it helps with everything when you really focus on giving your gifts for that one or two hours where it's most effective, something that you love, and then you're outsourcing the rest and you're learning to uh, keep those promises to yourself for that free time because your mind, your body, and your spirit needs it. So I just want to do a reminder on that. And I've always spoken about that kind of. Um, the, I hate the word life balance. It's been so overused, but there is just a way you're living your life. And for us women, I know I talked to a lot of you. I know in the podcast, I can see you're listening from all around the world, but um, for you American women, especially, I mean, we have been so blessed and lucky to have the lifestyle that we've been afforded. And it's been hard work. I get it, you know, but especially for you college educated women, there is no need, <laughs> you know, to work that crazy at this stage of the game. So if you're starting a new business, starting something new, thinking about recruiting or any business, you know, put it in its box, um, dedicate the time, work hard, keep going consistency with it, but then that's it. Right. And then you'll see it come. If it's, you'll see what works and grows and what doesn't, but it doesn't mean if it's not growing, you put in extra hours, you pivot what you're working on. So, and that's something we'll talk about more too. So I hope that's helpful. I've given a lot of information this end of September here because we're going into a busy October, but that doesn't mean your time's going to run out of control. So I want to be really clear. This is going to be in an hour to a day, ladies, and you're going to make a lot of money. You can make six figures doing that. 
that and way more, you know, I haven't hit my million dollar in one year yet. It took me a long time to save and build up to a million or, you know, I've had those million dollar clients, right? I've hired people that have made a million. Um, but because I've only always worked so little, I never mentally used to think that I could hit that number, but I'm realizing from now my mentors that are making millions, they're still keeping that time frame very short and sweet. So when you realize that that is even possible, that, you know, the same time I can make a hundred thousand and one quarter, just working two hours a day, you know, I can make a million dollars in a year, just working a couple hours a day. So it's a real mindset shift. Um, but I think for you, forget, you know, go, if you're on the hourly mind shift, get away from the 40 hours a week, make it a 40 hour month, right? A couple hours a day to build whatever dream it is you have. If it's your cream business, I'm so your girl. If it's any business, come on for the ride to learn the background blueprint, but it's really important. Um, so I think the 40 hour work month is the best way to think about it at that level. And then, um, we'll go from there. So I hope that's helpful. I want to hear from y'all. You can email me at hello at Heading Housewives. Myself or my VA will respond with an answer or question or to your question. <laughs> and so I'm getting better at that as I'm giving more time to you all um, or more focus, I should say. It's probably the same time in a day, but I'm giving a lot more focus and energy to all of you as the team grows here. It's exciting. So um, all right, y'all have a great day. Talk to y'all. I know I said y'all. Have a great day. Talk to you later. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.